couple of gallons for me to paint, and it's like done. They hate to do it, and I'm okay with it, so I would a thousand times out of a thousand bless them by doing that. I love it, just to take that off of their plate. The problem was it was Sunday. They wanted to do it on Friday. They're in North Carolina. It's 800 bucks to fly there by the time you get done with parking and everything like that. It's a 13 and a half hour drive, so I'm thinking in my head I could drive down on Thursday all day, work all day, painting on Friday, drive all the way back on Saturday, 13 and a half hours, and come to church. It probably wouldn't work. And an amazingly generous friend who had heard about this called and said, we got miles, we're going to fly you down there. So I, got, I flew down on Thursday night, Friday, Saturday morning, flew back on Saturday afternoon. But I'm telling you, the difference between texting or emailing her, talking on the phone, or being with her, oh man, it's, nothing compares. When I get to see her smile, and oh man. Even just working side by side, it was so cool. Any, anyone who's a parent that has children away knows that's where that emotion comes from. Sorry. But there's nothing compares to that. And that just mirrors my, my uh, faith walk. When I told you about the Bible church I was at, I love the Bible. That was such a great foundation. When I was in that, that's all I had. It's kind of two-dimensional. It wasn't, there wasn't a lot of experience to it. It was transformational and life-giving. But when I was given permission that I could actually hear God's voice, whew, what an upgrade. And then when I got involved with Emmanuel prayer and I was given permission that this God with me is actually alive and connectable and seeable and relatable, he, that changed everything. And that's what Gideon went through. He experienced this peace and he built an altar which is a really good thing to do. Any experience we have with Jesus, we can build an altar there. It's a place that we can go back to and re-experience. I was just out on a walk the other day, and you know, we're all going through something in life. It's so much better to go through it with him, knowing that he's with us in it. I'm walking and just kind of pouring out my heart, what I'm feeling about what's going on. I feel him come up alongside of me, just like lock arms with me and pull me in tight, and we just walk together. Done. And I can go back there just now. I'm just feeling this right now. I can go back there and re-experience that. That's an altar that I've built that the enemy has no right to. I can go back and re-access that piece. And that's what we do uh, when we're working with Jesus in, uh, in a manual prayer, in that intimacy, and just trying to get... We can build up thousands of these altars, you know, the more and more we experience him. Do I have like two minutes left, Steve? Oh, cool. Uh, did you guys DVR the Bears game? Because I've got like three hours of material left. <laughs> just kidding. I just needed two more minutes. So we got that. You got that level four. Gideon has this amazing transformational experience where he turns the life experience that he's in turns into peace. It's something we can feel. It's amazing. So just a couple of thoughts. I was thinking about Gideon being called a mighty man of valor, which is... Just an amazing thing to be called. And it reminded me of David being called a man after God's own heart. 
And it's something from our perspective, we can't see those things. The Bible talks, it doesn't gloss over all the stuff that they did, all the things they did wrong, right? All full, full glory, full detail. But God doesn't see that. He sees their hearts. I can tell you that I focus on a lot of things that I do wrong. Jesus focused on things, focuses on things that I do right. He just has a way to do this. It's amazing. And he knows me and he knows all of us way better than we know ourselves. That was just a first thought as I went through this. I also love that, that the Lord never flinched at Gideon's honesty, fear, doubt, uh, minimizing himself. He never wavered. He was just patient and knowing. And Gideon would say, I'm too weak. And he'll say, I'm with you. Like that's his answer. If you keep reading in chapter 6, we won't do it today, but you know the story of the fleece that Gideon does to kind of test God in this? He's still not sure. He's already been through this whole process, and he's still not sure. So he he says, I'm going to take a fleece, and I'm going to put it on the ground, and I want the fleece to be wet, but I want the ground to be dry. Next morning, the Lord says, as you wish, basically. He wakes up the next morning, and he wrings the fleece out, fills up a bowl full of the water. The ground's dry all around it. He says, yeah, that's really good. Still not there yet. One more time. So next time, I want the fleece to be dry and I want the ground to be wet. The Lord just patiently says, as you wish. Same thing the next morning. He's amazing. I also have this thing about, you know, that we all have a God image. And it's based on just the, so many different factors, but our upbringing and authority figures and wounds and lies and all these different things that we believe about God. We all have a God image formed. You know that some of that, everyone's different, some of that is faulty. Gideon had a faulty God image. The first thing he did is he couldn't see him. He couldn't see that it was God. That was faulty. How, how, how would, if God was here, how would he let this stuff happen? And the next thing is, even as he saw uh, the Lord and changed it to that Adonai. That's still like master. He still expected like a master-servant kind of experience. And it wasn't until he had that face-to-face encounter, that relational encounter with the Lord, that his God image started to get healed. So that's what Jesus does. When we see him for who he truly is, we become like him. It's just a reality. It's amazing. And it's fun. And it's for us. It's available to us. Well, if you want to keep reading with Gideon, he goes through chapter 8. He goes in and he destroys all the armies just like God said he would do. He becomes this mighty man of valor. Not perfectly. But God does it in a way that no man could ever take credit for. Only he could, could get the credit for it. And He does that whenever I'm with him. He does things that are surprising and way smarter than me. Way smarter than me. And spontaneous and profound, but simple. And he knows exactly where to touch. He knows just the right places to touch. Yeah, I mean, Gideon, Gideon was doing things that he had no right doing. But he was working out of God's capacity, not his own. All right, so I'm done. Yay! Uh, but no good message 
can end without application, right? Every good sermon has life application. So here's my life application for you guys for today. Come to the small group Wednesday night. There's more to this. This is just like a little taste. It's, it shows the, the progression that, that Gideon went through. 